single day on YouTube by Full Spectrum Survival. Today is Thursday, December 28th. Now let's begin. The foreign minister to Russia has said that the United States stated through its diplomatic channels to the Russian embassy that the USA does not want to and will not fight directly against Russia. This is being seen in Russian circles as a, an okay or an allotment, an allowance to move forward with its annexation of multiple regions in Ukraine. Now, Russia has already come out and said that they will not agree to any sort of peace deal with Ukraine if that does not include Crimea and the other annexed, what Russia calls Russian regions. And Ukraine has said that they will not agree to a peace deal if it does not include Russia removing itself wholly from all of Ukraine. Reports are affirming or reaffirming a Russian <coughs> reclassification of these steps that the country will continue to operate within in the engagement of nuclear weapon use. Experts say that there is suggestive data now showing that Russia has made silent alterations to its existing known doctrines. And now the Italian minister is warning the world that the country expects Russia to use nuclear weapons if Ukraine continues to win its fight in this war. And this is after a Russian commander also suggested just earlier this month that using nuclear weapons may be the only way that the Russian government survives the confidence loss that is being experienced in this Chinese and Russian New World Order. More on the top Italian defense minister's warning, defense officials' warning. Italy's defense minister, Guido Crosetto, reportedly said in a recent interview that the use of nuclear energy is planned by Russia. He says it is unthinkable for us. And for Moscow, yes, if they are reaching a point of no return, they risk defeat. The danger exists, although he hopes it's unlikely. If Russia feels its territorial integrity is threatened, we, says Russia's president, Vladimir Putin, will use all defense methods at our disposal. And this is not a bluff, he reiterated. I'm going to comment here on an interview of a Russian invasion underground. Now, this is going to include a lot of information that you and your family need to take note of because it's things that you will experience as social disorder reigns in the United States of America. This is where the lines of innocent civilian and government operative are blurred. Most are running for their lives, like you probably will be. Some are working for and some against the government. This is where you will be in a long duration emergency. Your food will come from either government operations or from the black market. Your medicine will come the same way. You will know who is safe and you'll know where is safe based on your use of this underground. This is no dystopian fantasy. This is happening right now in Ukraine. This already happened in Syria. It happened in Libya, and it happened in Egypt. It will happen in America. A woman who worked for several days in the Kyrgyzstan Regional Administrative Building during the occupation claims openly that people would spy for Ukraine by leaving hidden recording devices in offices or in meeting rooms. Another is a government op that tells with detail of his military-ready past, how this war drove him to be a guerrilla and a spy. It is reported that before February of this year, just a few months passed in terms of this war, this individual spoke with authorities to the West, 
and in Ukraine to prepare for Russia's arrival. According to this guerrilla, Ukrainian intelligence left Kyrgyzstan and other places poorly, poorly prepared to resist an invasion. He does give some insight into ideas that you will need to survive a social or a government collapse in your area. Now, once you start to see the social contract break down, that's when you and your family are going to have to take things into your own hands. You have to realize that we have been gifted grace. The COVID shutdowns, the riots that ensued could have transitioned into a full-blown civil war, social divide, or social collapse. There will be a time in the future of America when it does, when everyone's anger and everyone's anxiety is up. It's up enough to build hate that people can never let go of without bloodshed. But we were gifted peace in those events and in the events of our last election here in America. One of those times, each of those times, we were close to an unraveling. And so it is with this understanding I ask you to prepare so that when the unraveling does happen, you and your family will be at home, you will be safe, and you will be protected. Back to how this Ukrainian government operative can deliver some words of advice. He says that he warned the Ukrainian government to prepare. Usually, he says, when a place anticipates the possibility of captured territory or resistance, there are hidden stashes of weapons, hidden supplies that should be prepared in advance. Now, here is a government op right here telling you that you need to get ready by preparing your own stashes, your own caches, your own supplies. You need to put them maybe underground, maybe in storage buildings, maybe along your route to an evacuation location, maybe just not inside of your home or your vehicle. You need to start thinking about this right now. He continues, there were no weapons. There were no explosives, nothing in the areas that could be occupied. He says that he decided on his own to fight the Russians, which is a little bit of a dual speak because he said moments ago in this interview that he went to Ukrainian uh, government officials and told them to get ready. He continues in coordination with Ukrainian intelligence. When Russia invaded the city, he stayed in Kyrgyzstan, knowing that if he left and then came back again, it would arouse Russian suspicion. There were others, he said, that would do the same thing. And as the track closed around them, some of them formed into cells. The main factor was having, I replace a word here, he says having the testicles to do it. And he speaks of the cell's recruitment. He says that his own cell was uh, was brought up and recruited for courage and their skill sets, as well as their readiness. He speaks on one way to test a person's courage, and they would hand them a suspected to be loaded grenade, and they would tell them to throw it into a building full of uh, combatant operative uh, resistance. If they do it, you stop them and you know they will listen to your orders. Now, this isn't too different. I grew up around gang territory in the United States of America, blood in, blood out, right? A lot of people in the community might understand that. You get fought in, you get you, know, you jump in, jump out. So that means you're basically going to get your behind beat. Everything short of lethal damage is going to be done to you. That's how you get beat in. Now, the threat of getting beat out 
is even worse. Because if you're getting beat out on the guise or in the understanding that you've done something wrong to the gang, it's going to be a lot more than beat out. You're basically in it for life. Or you have to do some sort of reparation. And you have to uh, give something worth more than your value to that organization. So here we have a similar uh, event taking place in Ukraine. Blood in, blood out. So you have to understand that this is a common, a stable use of, I guess, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, togetherness, camaraderie, group building. Now, I don't believe that you have to do that. But what I do know is that your group has to be tested. Every single person from the young enough age, so the young adulthood, to the elderly. Why? Because it's real easy to say they're going to side with you and they're going to do what you need to, even under just the terms of an economic collapse. It's real easy for someone to say, yeah, bro, I'm going to come help you garden. No worries. I'm going to come do this for you. Oh, you need help with the animals? I'll be there every day. And then they don't show up until it's time for them to get food from the harvest, until it's time for them to get eggs from the chickens, until it's time for them to need something from you. And then they'll explain away all the reasons why they didn't give their entire life to you providing them life through the food, through the sustenance, through the protection, whatever it might be. And so if you don't have something that locks them into your agreement, or, you know, an unseen, unspoken contract, then you have nothing. And so for me and Kelly, with our group members and family and friends, we, we make sure that we have real good, clear, spoken contracts. You know exactly what you're getting into. You write it down on paper. You set it out. Everybody signs it. And if you don't adhere to it, you have a breakage agreement, something that is going to, uh, you know, make sense that the person, if they're going to break this contract, will hear all the negative aspects of you breaking that contract. And that could be anything from a promissory note to uh, something a little bit more physically binding. And so I ask you to uh, consider, or at least think about how you will test the people. Because how everybody else doing it is blood in, blood out. And I don't think that you want to do that at this point in time. So he says the main factor was having the testicles to do it. He talks about how they would test them. Every day, he says, you wake up at 4 a.m. and you're waiting for someone to come get you out of your bed. He speaks of them closing in on spies. My neighbors were collaborators. I saw how the FSB, Russia, went to the houses across the street all the time. And they would come to the neighbor. The neighbor would already be waiting outside for them. On intelligence gathering, this operative reports that he would collect information from multiple sources and pass it on to Ukraine's special forces. He boasts that when the information was delivered, it would take mere hours for attacks to take place on positions and direct coordinates that he would pass on. So what do you think is going to happen here with your family, your neighbors? When they see that big backyard garden that you have, do you know these neighbors? Are they going to be mad at you? Are they going to be telling other people? What can you do about it? I'm just asking you to be ready for all of these social contracts to be terminated. The observers, he says, would spread out constantly monitoring the main routes for arrivals of enemy combatant vehicles, especially from different bridge locations. This gave them a clear idea if the Russians were bringing uh, recruits or equipment across the rivers. 
because only Russian data networks were available, he says, they used VPNs or apps like Signal to communicate. But he says if you have apps like this on your phone and you get caught, you're automatically an enemy combatant, shot in the street, taken out in a moment. You don't get a chance to explain how you were just talking to your uh, family members from overseas. You don't get a chance to tell them how you were just speaking about the events to uh, you know people who are pro-Russian, just like you, as you lie to your uh, you know uh, you know your opposition. No, instead, you are taken out in the street. He says he showed pictures of informants sending him through these apps, including targets, cars, the remains of booths. Google Maps streets with uh, screen captures and addresses pointed out. He says the Russians would attack you for having the apps on your phone. If they found it, you were out. So how is this style of find and prosecute going to be used against you? Will your Facebook data and the things that you have said be used against you when the social order breaks down? It's a good question. He says that when dealing directly with enemy combatants, the difficulty of eliminating someone's position was in direct proportion to their value. Top collaborators were protected heavily by the FSB. They were transported in armored vehicles. They were inspected for bombs. You would look at how they move around, their lifestyle, who they know, and you would look for weak points, he says. So my question for you is if your church friends begin to be prosecuted for being Christian extremists or Jewish extremists or any other reason that their ideologies are positioned negatively in the public view, how will your link to them be seen? Would your association with these friends or family call the opposition to question you? Now, I'm not telling you, of course I'm not telling you, don't speak with your church friends. That would be silly. That's your decision to do what you want to do. All I'm telling you is that things are going haywire in the world around us and things that you would never think that you could be prosecuted for will come into fruition soon. Look at how quickly strangers act in a city. They're strangers, but they can become lethal enemies. One individual reports that his acquaintance was eliminated. This was a blogger who was accused of pro-Russian views. He was accused of working with a leading Russian collaborator, taken out in the street. No chance to explain yourself. Moving on in the headlines that are affecting our world, the RIA says that the Kremlin has rejected any possibility of negotiations under the United Nations terms. The Serbian military has ordered into its highest state of readiness all troops prepared to fight with Kosovo. After an emergency meeting, the Serbian president says that the Kosovo-Serbian border is upon us in a time of conflict. A Ukrainian sabotage group has been liquidated trying to enter Russia's Bryansk region. China is strengthening its ties with Russia, defending Russia's war stance. China is saying in an address that Beijing will deepen strategic mutual trust and mutually beneficial cooperation in all areas with Russia. Edward Snowden, I'm sure you know who Snowden is. He had a play on holiday cheer with the following post. He says he knows when you've been sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows this because your pattern of life can be inferred by looking at records of your phone's most basic internet activity called metadata. He says this is a core of modern mass surveillance. And he, the unspoken Santa here, Uncle Santa, should be in jail.
Toshiro Tanaka says, hey, man, I love your show. I am from Romania, and I expect this Ukrainian war to spill over into my country soon. Now, for the most part, I agree with everything you say, but there's one thing I am missing. Why don't you call out the minority that's responsible for these wars? You can do it without even mentioning the name. Just be real. You and I know who benefits from all these wars and the crisis that comes with them. He speaks of George Orwell saying, if you want to know who rules over you, find out who you can't criticize. Thanks, bro. So I appreciate that. What we try to do is uh, raise awareness while not being the biggest nail that needs hammering down, right? That's what every person should try to do. Do what you can with the means that you have that doesn't make you stand out as opposition to anything. This, this channel, this information, this community is about recognizing real things that are happening. Somebody in a post on yesterday's video said, you know, Brad, I was thinking about this and you're right. It doesn't matter who was driving the car, you're the one who got hit by it. It just matters that you got hit by a car. The who, what, where, when, everything else is very after the fact. It's very removed from it. But if you're getting hit by the car, all that matters is that you got hit by a car. And so that's the information that we try to deliver here, that these things are happening. The who, what, where, when do matter, but they don't matter as much to the people affected by these events. If your power goes out, it doesn't matter as much whether it's a snowstorm, a tornado, or sabotage. Your power's out. So now you've got to keep your family members' insulin cool. Now you've got to keep your uh, heat on. You have to figure out ways to survive. Afterward, we can think about all that. So that's kind of my position. I hope you uh, can respect that. I was reading a Reddit about how much money can change your life right now. Somebody posited that question. One person says, awesome, Roy. Realistically, just enough to get me and my girls into an apartment. I have a car, I have a decent job, but it's only maintaining money, not paying bills and have leftover type of money. A couple thousand, they question, maybe 5,000. I'd still be deep in debt, but I wouldn't be as worried about food and groceries. A part of me says I just want 5,000 to build or buy an RV, a small home in the woods and live off the land. One person had a great reply to that. They said living off the land is more expensive than you think, says Patsy Polar Bear. I'm a long life, lifelong gardener, food preserver, outdoors woman. I live in rule AF, which I'm sure you can figure out that abbreviation, rule as freak, in the wilderness. I see lots of people pass through with a very limited understanding of wilderness living. They go bust in a few years and then they move on. I'm not really living off the grid. What I am doing is supplementing my life with what I can resource from the wilderness. I'm living despite of it in extreme conditions and learning to make do with what I have. That's what a lot of these channels and people who say, oh, I've been off the grid for the last 25 years. Then, bro, where are you getting your chocolate from? You're not growing it. Where are you getting everything else from? You know, you're supplementing with the things that you can procure. And does that mean that if the rest of the world went bust, you die? No, it just means don't say you're completely independent from the world if you're still enjoying that Hershey's thick, lead-filled, dark chocolate. But getting back to the post, they say supplementing my resources with what I can gather from the forest, an example, firewood, is not free. It costs my time, my heavy labor, and the risk of cutting off my hand while I'm six hours away from a hospital. Even if I don't cut my hand off, I'm still hurting for days just for cutting firewood. Cutting, loading, splitting, unloading, stacking 10 or more curds, uh, cords of wood, it's a job. 
It's a job you can't do when you get old either. So then you have to pay people for that service, which also is not cheap when you live rural as freak. Oh darn, did the boiler go down? Did the pipes bust? Try getting a repair person to your house when you're six hours away from civilization. You need an extensive skill set, outdoors, practical repairs, automotives, food prep, food preservation, first aid, more serious first aid, hunting, fishing, equipment skills, and more skills to survive long term. You also need to be psychologically ready for not seeing other humans for an extended period of time. I'm not saying this to discourage you, she says. This life is the best life for me, is the best for a minority of people. I say this for anyone else reading. Don't buy a tiny house in a cheap lot in the middle of Montana if you aren't ready. People die here if they're not ready. Find a small rural community with plenty of wide open spaces. Rent a house in town, stay for a year or two, make friends, build a network, and that is how you will survive if you decide to stay. She signs off with best of luck, my friend. Now that is some of the most common understanding of positioning. This isn't a SHTF community, folks. This is poverty finance or uh, or one of the other ones on a subreddit on YouTube where people are just dealing with the fact that they're living through an economic crisis. Yet here we have a very SHTF community-minded individual understanding that the best thing that we can do is widen our skill set, which is free except the time that we give it. We can build communities, which is free except the time that we invest into it. And we can survive what is coming to the best of our abilities. And that's exactly what I'm asking you to do by stocking your pantry, getting gas for your generator, building a group with like-minded people, taking care of the people who are older and can't cut their own firewood. That doesn't mean you have to give them all of your time. Never, ever let anyone take advantage of you. It's a give and take. That doesn't mean it has to be 50-50. You might have empathy and understanding that the person who can't do as much literally cannot do as much. And so you do more on that give and take relationship. As long as you accept to do it and it does not burden you or your family, then that is your agreement, spoken or unspoken, in that relationship. But do not let people take advantage of you. We live in a world of people who survive only by taking advantage of other people. I, sure, I assure you, you have family members, either within your closest blood or nearby, that do this. This is their method and their mode of survival. Kelly and I have met dozens of people that this is their only mode of survival. Hey, this broke down. Can I use yours? Hey, I need to go to the store. No, they always offer. Can I get you anything? Oh, I can't go. I don't have enough gas. Oh, hey. And they use these directions and redirections all the time. Their only mode of survival is by using other people. And I don't begrudge them for that. I don't put them down for that. A lot of times, early childhood trauma, other trauma has driven them to make this their only method of survival. There are better ways and maybe together we can show them. But what we have to do is realize that we need other people in many cases. And when we have them, we need to make sure that it's not a one-sided street, not a one-way street. You give and you take. Build a community. If you have had luck with community building, please leave it in the comment box. If you have been unlucky with community building, please tell us your story so other people don't get caught in the same trap. And we can recognize that that cliff is coming upon us quick and maybe some people can get out of it before it is too late. 
from my family to yours, please stay safe and keep watch. Thank you for watching the headlines that matter to our community from America and around the world. If you're interested in long-term food storage, check out nutrientsurvival.com forward slash FSS and use the code FSS15 for a limited time. It might just be to the end of this year to get 15% off of your order. Contingencymedical.com has real antibiotics from real doctors and the code FSS10 gets you a discount there. Most of all, stock your pantry, love the people around you, and stay safe. The average American eats three a week. Once a simple meal, the hamburger today is anything but simple, and it has become the engine of a vastly changed meat industry. Meat doesn't come from a farm anymore. It comes from a factory. Many worry that these changes are putting our safety at risk. Industrialization of our meat supply opened up a conduit for salmonella and campylactic for E. coli and viruses infections. Iceland Alex died a brutal death from eating contaminated hamburger. What have we forsaken for the convenience and low price of our meat today? People like to say Americans have the safest food in the world. The evidence is that it's not safe enough. Tonight, a frontline investigation for modern meat. I'm talking to black men. And this, this is, this is the, uh, what you call it? The epitome of a man not being a man. And this is the same situation as basically going on with a lot of so-called black men running around in, in America. They're not men. They, they take abuse from uh, <clears throat> cops, white cops. They take abuse from white women. Because I saw a, a post about that this morning. And I've, I've posted about that. Why do black men seem to bend their ass down backwards when a white woman jumps in their face and tells them everything and calls them names and they, they ma'am, 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 ma'am. And they don't do anything, but yet they'll, they'll jump on a black woman, call her every name in the, in the, in the world. Bitch, whole fucking bitch. They want to beat you, pull a gun up and shoot you. But they won't do it to, to white people. I made posts on this, so, but that ain't what this is about. This is worse to me. You know, I mean, I'm gonna let you hear it and then I'll elaborate on it more. Come back up here, right? Because his boss want to keep harassing him. Let's start at the beginning. This is the company that he worked for. That's the, that's the, the company yeah. is called Handcuff Tires. He is an employee at Uni uh, Allied Universal. I'm going to start this over because I want you to hear exactly from the beginning. So I'm at my husband's job because I didn't have to turn around and come back up here, right? Because his boss want to keep harassing him. This is the company that he worked for. The company is called 
Hancock Tires. He is an employee at Uni uh, Ally Universal. And his supervisor, the site supervisor, has been harassing him for the last couple of weeks. So he came to work today. He wasn't even on the clock 30 minutes. And his supervisor sits up here and picks with him again. So I'm getting ready to broadcast this because somebody's got to hear about it. I'm tired of the way that they treat my husband. And we're not going to keep doing all of that. So this guy here, his name is Ernest Miser. Okay. And these are the people that he worked with. These are the people that he worked with. And I'm showing their faces because I want them to know you got me fucked up today. And I'm going to broadcast this and I'm going to make sure that I put this shit on Channel 4 News because what he did to my husband was wrong. He don't want to do his motherfucking job. So he want to let my husband go. This is the second time that Allied Universal then did this to my husband. They did it over at Google and they did it over here at Hancock. This, this, this dumbass company here. Okay. So you Allied Universal. They don't treat their employees right. They not handling stuff properly. Every time you go to call up there in Nashville, they don't answer the phones. And I'm tired of them doing this shit to my husband. We not to go down like that. Period. So yes, I am putting him on blast. His name is Ernest Miles. He's the site supervisor over here in Hancock. The Allied Universal. Hey, that part. We not gonna fucking play with you. Y'all don't want to treat y'all employees right because you want somebody to come in here and put me a machine. No, we not doing that. Got my husband here pissed off. I just turned around and come back because they don't want to do the fuck they supposed to do. No, we, we, we not doing that. We not doing that. Believe this shit ain't no. Now, I don't know how many of you find that, uh, as you might, well, I says, you got comments on here. That's a woman standing up for a man. No, that's a woman standing up for a child. Her husband's a goddamn child. You don't go to a man's job, a wife, a mother, father, nobody. Go to a man, a man, especially a man's job. Now, I've seen guys go to their wife's job because guys picking on their wives and nobody would do anything about it. Now, I can understand that. But this is men telling another man, and what did he do, call you? And said, come up here and get him straight? This is the weakness of black men. This is this just goes right. This just puts us down further down the line as le being less than men. For some, for a woman, <clears throat> for your wife to have to come to your job. Now, also, she just opened herself up for a big ass lawsuit because you you libeling this company. You're suing, you're setting yourself up for libel. You're just speaking against this man's company. You're putting this company on, on, on the internet. They can take everything you got for that with no problem. And ain't no court in the country gonna say, you right about what you just did. What's wrong with you people? I've told you black folks, what's, something's wrong with y'all? in this damn internet. This is the kind of stuff you do not put out here 
on the internet. This is in-house stuff you keep to yourselves. But I guess you figure, oh, I'm gonna make myself important today and put this crap out here. And now they don't come after you and your husband with a vengeance. And he's not, and one thing, I'm gonna tell you one thing, he ain't gonna be able to work nowhere. Because this is going to go around the damn net into all these other companies, and he ain't going to be able to work nowhere. He, he might even be able to get a job at McDonald's. But it's back to the point. What kind of man has to have his wife come up to the job? The best thing he could have said was, no, honey, you stay where you at. I got this. I'll handle this. But instead, I, I, obviously, she had dropped him off at work, and obviously, he called her. And, and crying on her shoulder like mama. Look, now you see, he, he'll come to me and she'll step to me. They want to curse me out. But I see all these, and sad to say, all these sad ass men on his sand. That's good to have a good woman stand up for you. No, dude, when you gonna be a goddamn man? You're supposed to stand up for her, not her standing up for you for some shit like this. Not, not in this situation. You know, I, I, like I said, I don't know what's wrong with you black folks. Something's wrong with y'all in the head with this internet. This is the stuff you do not put out here. Especially if you're using the company's name and you point out people's faces, they can sue the shit off you. You, But y'all don't think that way. Y'all think y'all going for lax. And to make myself famous, you're gonna be famous, all right. They're gonna take everything from you. And your husband ain't gonna never be able to get a damn job nowhere. Uh, is it just me? But as I said, I, I'm looking at a lot of these comments and guys are saying, what else you stand up for? Let's see. Let's see, can I move this over a little bit? No, I guess not. Guess I can't move it over. Mm hmm. Oh, maybe I can. It's always us doing us dirty. Who gives a shit? File a complaint with HR. I mean, stop it. I, I don't get it. You know, these people, for some reason, I can't pull this up to go to all the, all, all the uh, comments. And I'm not going to even keep trying because it's a pain in the ass. But as I said, who, who does this? Who has their wife come up to their job? That's the worst thing you can do. And like I said, and, and she's making it no better by putting this company on blast. Well, you, you know, and talking about you got me fucked up. Now they're gonna have you fucked up. I'm telling you, they're gonna have you fucked up because what you just did here is the, I, I don't know. I, like I said, folks, you know, is it me? Am I stupid? 
am I behind the times and I don't know what's happening? Is it? Is it just me? That 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 I'm that the world has passed me by? I, I don't I don't understand this. I mean, is it me? I mean, you just put your your husband's livelihood in jeopardy. And obviously, if he got fired and got picking at him, it's something he's doing right. He need to check himself. You know, I've, I've seen this on a lot of these, what these people are putting their life on the internet. And unfortunately, it's black folks. And we keep telling you, don't do that. Oh, I quit this job because they did this. I quit Amazon because they did this. I quit McDonald's because they did this. Are you idiots really that stupid? Well, I guess you are because you keep doing it. You're putting these companies' names out there. But it ain't them. It's you. Because a lot of times I hear people, why they, why I got quit or fired? It's because of you. I'm not stupid. I used to be supervision. I, I know what kind of people are out here. I know what kind of people come to work. See, I'm not talking from, you know, what I think. I'm talking about what I know. And I had to deal with like 30 or 40 different personalities in a day. And I know a lot of people come there with some shit-ass attitudes. Or they don't want to do nothing. Yes, and I fired a few in my time, too. And I didn't have no qualms doing it. And then you, and just before you say we doing us wrong, I work for a black company. That's who I work for. A nice sized black company. And I was a supervisor, superintendent, foreman, whatever you want to call it, general foreman. And I fire people for dumb shit. You come to my your wife come to my job like this, she would go to jail and your ass would be out the door. And you get a damn a letter sent to the union hall saying, don't hire this guy because his wife's a troublemaker. He can't control her. You know, I, I don't get it. Like I said, I, I'm not taking supervision's side all the time, but I've been on both sides of the fence, and, and, and supervision is not fun. You know, people think they want to be a boss. Just like owning your own company. Once you own your own company, you'll see. It ain't no joke when you have to deal with people who don't want to do shit or give you a hard time all the time. But yet they think they're right. But then when you, when you got to deal with some craziness like this, like I said, if they don't get sued, it surprise me. Because she put these people's names out there, these companies' names, and these people that's working there. She put their names out there. If they don't sue her, She's 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 they escaped a good one, but I don't know. Companies don't play that. They got plenty of lawyers, and you ain't got one. And they can they pay these lawyers on retainers forever, so they never have to sit in court. You do, and when they get through suing you and taking everything from you and everything you're gonna have. You learn how to keep your mouth shut. 
and quit blasting shit like this on the internet. You know, I know a lot of y'all gonna say, well, you just an Uncle Tom. So, no, that, that's not Uncle Tom, that's business. And a lot of y'all don't seem to know how to conduct business. But like I said, basically, what kind of men? This is this is the speaks speaks volumes on black men, supposed black men. When you gotta have women go to your job to defend your job, to defend you against other men on the job. That speaks volumes for what has become a, a lot of black men. That's why you got all these boys dressing up like little girls, skinny jeans, all in their goddamn feelings. They're killing people or killing their girlfriend because she don't, she realized she ain't got a man but a boy. And petted by mama or a bunch of women at home petting them on the back. It's okay, baby. And this, this, this supposed to be man never evolves into a man he evolves he devolves more into a woman and he has to go to the woman to have her fight his battles but y'all tell me what y'all think of this because to me it's, it's wrong but you know like i said i'm probably you know i might be antique because a lot of people maybe i don't understand what's happening these days maybe i'm out of sync with time Maybe this is the way it's supposed to go. I don't think so, but y'all tell me. Tell me what's wrong with this picture, okay? Share, believe, inspire, Laxby.